0: Hello, my beloved. How are you today? You know, it's been the best of days having to speak with you every day. It's like, you know, a family chat or heart-to-heart time, spirit-to-spirit connection. I don't know. It really gives me great joy. You bless my life. I am forever thankful for you. The gift of knowing that every day God has something for you just excites me. And I pray that excitement into you because He loves you. All He does is use a buddy on earth because God will not just come here and give you this word. So He has given us His word and His Holy Spirit gives revelation and interpretation And meets your needs. And I'm so thankful for you. And all those who are able to reach out. And let me know how they've been blessed by this podcast. You make my world. This is a joy. Thank you. Father, we bless you. You said where two or three are gathered in your name. There you are in the midst of them. Here you are. As we come in the name of Jesus. Here you are. In Jesus' name, amen. I will be reading in Luke 18 from verse 15. This portion I'm going to read, I don't know what version you are reading, but my version is the expanded version. And so the heading reads, Who will enter God's kingdom? Some people brought even their babies to Jesus so he could touch them. When the disciples saw this, they told him to stop them. You know, there's these words they put in brackets. They literally said that the disciples called it the parents. They rebuked them. Wait, what is your business? It baffles me how men continue to hinder people from coming to Jesus. These are babies. Who doesn't love babies? Who doesn't want people to have Jesus cuddle babies? I don't know about you, but just imagine you go into a place, you're talking with people and parents just want you to cuddle their baby and pray over their baby. Who even does that? Because they could feel the blessing from their savior, their redeemer. And so they wanted their children to be blessed by Jesus. Nobody wants you to touch their babies this day. Maybe We need to be more like Jesus so people can bring their babies to us. But I thought this was strange. I'm like, if you are going to stop babies from coming to Jesus, who are you not going to stop from coming to Jesus? I don't know where you've been before, but I want you to know. If there is somebody you trusted and you knew them to be a godly person, I don't know whatever happened with your relationship with them or whatever you saw that deterred you from walking with Jesus. They aren't Jesus. Even the best of people with the best of intentions can hinder you from getting close to Jesus. So I want to put it there. Preachers, teachers, anybody should not be a hindrance from you reaching out to Jesus. Maybe I don't speak the way you expect me to. Maybe you can't understand me fully. Maybe I don't come in the package you expect Maybe I'm not fully everything you want to listen to. But since Jesus is not here on earth, I will tell you what he wants for you. And I trust that you will listen and you will just go to him. That is the entire mission. That is the assignment that you look past me to Jesus. And that as a messenger sent from God, this message of his kingdom is so real to you. That you know that it doesn't exclude you. You are welcome in. You are called in. You know, he doesn't look at your appearance. He doesn't care or where you think you originated from or which family you think you come from or you came from. All he cares about is that you will go against the grain, go against the obstructions, go against the mind games and go to him whether the bible seems abstract to you whether there are things within it that you disagree with come to jesus come to jesus everything else is just trying to stop you from coming to the one who loves you and give his life for you and all he wants is for you to come to him in the mighty name of jesus i pray that everything that has hindered you from just coming to jesus i command those stuff to be removed from your path in the mighty name of Jesus. And whatever hinders you from going forward, whether it's the disappointment or the failed leadership in your life, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for you that you will look past that, that they will be of no significance and the actions will be of no consequence to you but that your heart will be fixated on Jesus. I pray that whatever sophistication you have believed of yourself, that has been a blockage to you going to Jesus. Your eyes will be open that you will understand better that those things are only blocking you from getting to your life source and holding on to what is eternal, that you will look past the physical things, And if it's pride getting in your way, in the mighty name of Jesus, I cut you off from that spirit of pride. I ask in the name of Jesus that you will come in agreement with a voice that beckons you, spirit to spirit, a voice that calls you from deep within in love, a voice that you will hear like no other. I pray that this is the voice that draws you in and that you will come closer And closer and wonder, what is this love I feel? What is this sensation I'm feeling? What is this joy? What is this calm? What is this peace? I want more of you, Jesus. I come closer. I let go of my pride. I hang it outside to dry. And I come deeper. I come deeper. There was a day I had a dream. And in the dream, I woke up singing. Okay, this is not a cool song. It's crazy, but it was a dream. And so normally I wake up and I just record the song. This is what it said. It said, and I will cross the full year, and I will leave the cross within me. You see the cross-cross thing, and who says four year? Like that's a very British thing to say. Maybe you have a full year. In your house or four-year in your church. I'm really used to four-years in churches. I never get to use that word ever. But yeah, anything can happen in a dream, right? Because the Spirit of God wants to reach in you. So this is what the song was saying. And I just woke up with my drowsy voice, and I will cross the four year and leave the cross within me (laughs) I'm even trying to make it sound better but my voice is God but it's all good you get the picture so I sat with the Lord I'm like man so I've been in the foyer all this time like you know Lord I've walked with you I'm expecting that I should have crossed the foyer by now Mm -mm, Nadia, I was making a declaration that I wasn't going to remain on the outskirts anymore. I will not just stare at the cross, but now I'm going to leave the cross within me. My life is the cross of Jesus. My being is the cross of Jesus. My every lived experience is the cross of Jesus. I am the cross of Jesus. So I go to the very core of my salvation, of my deliverance, of the essence that pulled me out of a life of living on the outskirts and in the surface and in the flesh so that I die to all the excitement that takes place in the four-year life. <laughs> Four years where you have the donuts and the coffee and that's where you do all the chit-chatting and You know, you go beyond. I'm not even talking about the pulpit. This is the cross of Jesus. So it's just beyond. It's where my pride dies. It's where my unforgiveness dies. It's where my belief systems die. It's where whatever garbage I've gained from the earthly existence dies. Jesus takes all of that. All my rejection. All my pain, all my hatred, all my fleshly ways, all the ways I've pleased my flesh and have excuses to stay away from Jesus, nailed at the cross. I don't have to go through any medium. I don't have to go to a priest and confess to him and pray and ask him to bless me. I don't have to go to a saint. I don't have to go to anybody. I have direct To Jesus. So I want you to know. That whatever you have used as a medium. To get to Jesus. Is a blockade. It appears as if it's showing you Jesus. But it's not. Because if it's showing you Jesus. It will allow you to go in. And it will not stand in the way. And this is what I see here. And Jesus said this. But Jesus called for the children. Saying. That's verse 16 of Luke 18. He said, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. Because the kingdom of God belongs to people who are like these children. Meaning humble and dependent. The kingdom of heaven. Who will enter the kingdom of heaven? It is those who have hearts like children. Can you imagine? A kingdom is like a country. So can you imagine there's a country out there? You know, many of us immigrants, you know, we have to meet certain criteria. What if the criteria to be a citizen of this kingdom was that we had hearts like children, that we just believed that we were dependent? If you tell your child, if you tell your child that is all over the place, that if you sit down there for 20 hours, okay, that's a lot, for two hours, and I'm going to give you candy. Candy. Do you know that child that can't sit in one place will sit there and wait for you? Make a mistake and tell that child that you're going to get them a bike at a certain date. That child will trouble you. I told my older daughter she always wanted a second sibling. And I had promised her I would have a baby then. I think she was like five. What am I saying, five? This was three years old. Yes, she was three at the time. Oh my God, this girl troubled me until she was a teenager. (laughs) When is the other baby going to come? When is the other baby going to come? It was a nightmare and she wouldn't let go. I couldn't believe it. And she'd be like, mommy, you promised me. You promised me. How did it all start? A friend of mine had brought the baby to the house. And when my friend was to leave with her baby, my daughter cried so much. She didn't want them to leave. And so I had to promise her I was going to have a baby. And that was the biggest mistake of my life. I lived like a mother who perpetually disappointed her child. And there was no walking around it. I finally was relieved of my torture. (laughs) Because I never lived up to my promise, right? I was finally relieved when she was about to go to college. She's like, you know what? I probably didn't need that baby because then I wouldn't have time to be there to take care of the baby. I won't be home anymore. So you can imagine, all these years, from three, I had to endure disappointing my child. If it was consistent, every time she got to see a baby, every time she got to spend time with a baby, every time she stared at me and she's like, "Mommy, what is happening?" It was torture. So all that to say that when you make a promise to a child, they just believe you absolutely. Can you imagine if we believed God absolutely? Because every time he would want to heal somebody or deliver a person or do a miracle, he will ask, do you believe? Even when he calmed the storm, he's like, oh, you of little faith. When he was going to bring Lazarus to life, he told them if they believed, When he was going to heal a blind man, he asked if he believed. When he was going to heal the centurion's servant, he asked if he believed. Consistently, you see this theme. And so this is a kingdom where you qualify to enter if you have a child's heart. If you can believe like a child, if you can depend and trust and you're humble right? Sometimes we think we can do things better than God. We even think he's too slow. We feel that we can do it faster. We feel like there are easier ways to go about it. We feel like we don't have to go beg and cry to this God that just uses you like a puppet or does whatever he wants that doesn't care about your feelings. All of that is just pride, 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 and we know the source of pride. But it's a kingdom that you're called into, And what qualifies you is total dependence on Jesus Christ. Total dependence on God. Yes, you might feel like you're above that. But if you're above that, then what kingdom do you belong to? I want you to think for a second. I want you to pause for a second. You're being invited in. You're not going to lose anything. The only thing you're going to lose is what is not of that kingdom. And so you don't need it anyway. You don't want to spend your life here on earth knowing that you are walking against the kingdom you belong to. And Jesus said, I tell you the truth. That's in verse 17. You must receive the kingdom of God as if you were a child or you will never enter it. These are very strong words. There's a kingdom of heaven that Jesus is preparing for you right now. And he tells you that if your heart is not like a child, if you don't receive this kingdom as a child receives, then you will never enter it. What is it that is so good about acting like an adult that will make you not qualify for heaven? Why would you choose something that is substandard, that has no eternal benefits, that removes you completely From the plan Jesus has for you. So, like I was talking about a child waiting there for two hours for the candy, when Jesus says that I go to prepare a place for you, do you believe? Do you believe that He will come and He's going to have you into that kingdom where His Father and Him are eagerly expecting you? And He leaves a deposit inside you. The Holy Spirit who quickens you every day, who supports your life and prepares you to qualify to enter into this kingdom? What if the qualification you need to be a part of this kingdom is about receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just like a child would? So if you've never encountered Jesus, I want to introduce you to the lover of my life and the lover of yours. I want to introduce you to a love that you will never regret knowing. A love that is eternal. A love that loved you in your sin, in your failings, in your pain, in your sorrows. A love that never lets go. I want to introduce you to him today. Will you humble yourself? Will you take my hand in the spirit and repeat after me? I want you to believe. And so say, Jesus, Jesus, this is new to me but I come to you as a child. I don't have any other thoughts. I am resisting everything else I've heard about you. I'm resisting the people who called your name but behaved so differently from the you I'm hearing about. I am resisting all those experiences with the things I've read about Jesus and the people that represent him. And I am saying, Take me in Jesus. I repent of my evil ways. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. And I believe that this life I'm living today is no longer I that lives, but Christ Jesus lives within me. The cross of Jesus lives within me. I have crossed the foyer in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. (laughs) On this episode, you will find a link to Power With God Conference. I want you to be there. I don't want you to miss out on this incredible work of God, transforming work of God in your life. This work of God will transform you And generations after you, we are not contending for a feel-good moment or a feel-good sermon. We are contending for the kingdom of God that was promised through Jesus. It is what we carry for our generation. And I see that you are part of this. And so I urge you in the spirit to register. Come join us on January the 21st to the 22nd, and take hold of your inheritance. There's people coming from different parts of the nation. It's not too late for you. Be present. I look forward to seeing you. (laughs) Do have a pleasant day. I love you so much, and God loves you incredibly. Bye now.